Greeting, welcome to today's meeting of AA on Fernando Alcoholic, West Oaks Grove AA meeting, a five, ten minute meditation on today's literature that we use in our program. Let's go ahead and open it with a serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Like I said, welcome. I hope you're going to have a great day because we put some food for thought in our hearts and minds. And let's go ahead and, and read today's daily reflection for June 23rd. Trusting others. <clears throat> But does trust require that we be blind to other people's motives or indeed to our own? Not at all. This would be folly, most certainly. We should assess the capacity for harm as well as the capability for good in every person that we would trust. Such a private inventory can reveal the degree of confidence we should extend in any giving situation. Woohoo! Good stuff, folks. We don't drop our guard in the meeting. As Bill sees it, page 144, I am not a victim of others, but rather a victim of my expectations, choices, and dishonesty. When I expect others to be what I want them to be and not what they are, when they fail to meet my expectations, I am hurt. When my choices are based on self-centeredness, I find I am lonely and distrustful. I gain confidence in myself, however, when I practice honesty in all my affairs. When I search my motives and I'm honest and trusting, I'm aware of the capacity for harm in situations and can avoid those that are harmful. Amen. A lot of that is self-explanatory, and there's uh, the program that will take care of that, that will refine us and make us aware if we are lonely and distrustful, if we have expectancies of others in the way they should be. we got to know that this is a broken world, and there's different people and different levels of development. We gravitate to the ones we're in, in even harmony so thank you so much for coming on here today and being in harmony with me and doing recovery the way i like to do the way i like to do my my recovery in page 62 it says to seek out outside resources in meditation outside books clergy and childhood clergy and all that stuff so that's what we do here we don't eliminate everything. All right, now I'm going to be reading for the little 24-hour book. It says, AA Thought for the Day. <clears throat> no chain is stronger than its weakest link. Likewise, if you fail in the day-by-day program, in all probability, it will be at your weakest point. Great faith and constant contact with God's power can help you discover, <clears throat> guard and undergird your weakest point with a a strength, not your own. Intelligent faith in God's power can be counted on to help you master your emotions, help you to think kindly of others, and help you with any task that you undertake, no matter how difficult. Am I master of my emotions? 
You know what me and my sponsees have done? We put rubber bands on our wrists. So when we're judgmental, we say, thank you, God, I messed up. When I'm critical, thank you, God, I've been critical. When I do something and God tells me that I could have done it better, I snap my wrist and say, thank you, God, I did that. Thank you, God, because then God got hold of me. God talked to me. God is, is correcting me. I want to hit a thousand percent, but right now I'm batting at 200. You know, to be a 300 hitter is a pretty good thing. So when we mess up, we say, thank you, God, I'm getting closer to an accurate hit. I'm getting closer to running my life through growth, understanding, observance. So I say, thank you, God, I'm a misfit. Thank you, God, I broke that. Thank you, God, I messed that up. Thank you, God, I said that wrong thing. All right? When I do that, my subconscious mind and habit will eventually be ready for the next go-round, for the next round of events and testing. See how am I doing? Meditation for today. You need to be constantly recharged by the power of the Spirit of God. Commune with God in quiet times until the life from God, the divine life, by that very contact flows into your being and revives your fainting spirit. When weary, take time out and rest. Rest and gain power and strength from God. And then you will be ready to meet whatever opportunities come your way. Rest until every care and worry and fear have gone. And then the tide of peace and serenity, love and joy will flow into your consciousness. That's one of the best readings I have read so far in this 24-hour little book. But I'm going to change one word. Instead of you, I'm going to say we or us or me. Okay, here we go. I need to be constantly recharged by the power of the Spirit of God to commune with God in my quiet times until His life from God, the divine life, by that very contact flows into my being and revives me, my fainting spirit. When I'm weary, I take time out and rest. I rest and gain power and strength from God, and then I will be ready to meet whatever opportunities come my way. I rest until every care and worry and fear have gone, and then the tide of peace and serenity, love and joy will flow into my consciousness. See the difference from changing the word you to I, we, my? I don't know about you, but I didn't like anybody telling me you, you, you. It just says it's a we program. Prayer for the day. I pray that now it says I may rest and become recharged. I pray that I may pause and wait for the renewing of my strength. And that's so right on. You know, rest before a big task. Let us not go half-heartedly at it. And, And even though a job that is necessary to be done is work done badly, okay? A lot of people say, well, don't don't do it because you're not going to do it right. Well, I I don't go with that. I said, if the job needs to be done, ask God for the strength and get it and do it. Do it anyway. And just shock it up for experience that you did not rest properly. And God will help us get through. Remember, we have God inside, around us, downward, upward, and we have prayer. 
So let's go ahead and pray for this coming today's events and next week's events, tomorrow's events. Let's, let's do that with the uh, third step prayer. God, I offer myself to you to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of your power, of your love, of your way of life. May I do thy will always. Amen. And now, a reading from Proverbs 23 for King Solomon. You know, uh, King Solomon put a cowbell on his door and I have to ring the cowbell. Here we go. Mr. King Solomon, open up. You have any words for us today? He says, yes, I do. Proverbs 23. Here we go. 3,500-year-old book. When you're... When you've been invited to dine with a very important leader, consider your manners and keep in mind who you're with. Be careful to curb your appetite and catch yourself before you fall into the trap of wanting all you see. Don't crave their delicacies, for they may have another motive in having you sit at their table. Don't compare yourself to the rich. Surrender your selfish ambition and evaluate them properly. For no sooner do you start counting your wealth that it sprouts wings and flies away like an eagle in the sky, here today, gone tomorrow. Be sensible when you dine with a stingy man, and don't eat more than you should. For he thinks within himself, so is he. He will grudgingly say, Go ahead and eat all you want. But in his heart, he resents the fact that he has to pay for your meal. You'll be sorry you'll eat anything at all, and all your compliments will be wasted. A rebellious fool will despise your wise advice, so don't even waste your time. Save your breath. Never move a long-standing boundary line or attempt to take land that belongs to the fatherless, for they have a mighty protector, a loving redeemer who watches over them. And he will stand up for their cause. Pay close attention to the teaching that corrects you. And open your heart to every word of instruction. Okay? Pay close attention to the teaching. The corrosive teachings you're getting is correcting you. Consider it. And open your heart to every word of instruction. The amazing thing is the word and the correction comes in an offense. Somebody's offending you, but they have the words of correction and instruction. That's why you have to be thankful for the carrier. Be thankful for the messenger. We thank, thank you for the way he did it, either good or bad, okay? Thank God for the messenger. He brought me the words of instruction. What I asked for in the first place, don't withhold appropriate diff. Discipline from your child. Go ahead and punish him when he needs it. Hey, we're that child. Our Father in Heaven is not withholding appropriate discipline from us. He go ahead and he punishes when we need it. You think he just leaves it alone so we can watch TikTok and, and look pornography and so forth? 
and not and a father not approach us, spend and gamble money and, and be pushing the envelope for this long? Say, well, nothing happened. I'm still here. Really? You probably have walked so much into darkness, you wouldn't even know how to get back. You wouldn't know how to cry wolf and ask God for his grace and mercy when it gets really dark. You're not even walking the fence. We jumped on the other side already. A good spanking could be the very thing that teaches him a lifelong lesson. A good punch in the nose or beat up or fender bender or relationship broken or lost a job could be the very thing that teaches him a lifelong lesson or drinking out of their minds or a brand new resentment. We see it all the time, folks. My beloved child, when your heart is full of wisdom, my heart is full of gladness. And when you speak anointed words, we are speaking mouth to mouth. Okay, what does that one say? That was number 16. 2316 says, in another translation, that says, everything in me will celebrate when you speak what is right. Anyway, I rejoice. We rejoice in our meeting when someone is speaking truly right, right? We're, our heads are going up and down, up and down when agreeing with somebody that's speaking properly. Mouth to mouth. All right. Don't allow the actions of evil men to cause you to burn with anger, okay? Instead, burn with unrelenting passion as you worship God in holy awe. Amen. Just start thanking God and going over your gratitude list and thanking Him and praising Him with unrelenting passion and fight off the resentment you get from evil men. Okay? Don't allow the actions of evil men to cause you to burn with anger. Okay, there's the key. And, how, and what's the solution? Gratitude list. Gratitude list. Go over your gratitude list. And start and burn with unrelenting passion. Okay? It's, it's stronger, the passion, the love is stronger than the anger from the enemy, from the evil men. As we worship God in holy awe with thanksgiving, thanking God for your child, children, your parents, your life, your job, you know, and getting self-pity out of our hearts. In other words, don't envy sinners, but always continue in the fear of the Lord. Isn't that a wonderful translation, the Passion Translation, that explains what fear is? And as you listen to me, my beloved child, you will grow in wisdom and your heart will be drawn into understanding, which will empower you to make right decisions. Okay. Let's go. Let's say it all together. It says, don't allow the actions of evil men to cause you to burn with anger. Instead, burn with unrelenting passion and enthusiasm. Thank God you got offended. Okay. Don't let it get to your soul by thanking God. For the situation, just the way it is, you make a, a shield as you worship God in holy awe. You get excited. Your future is bright and filled with a living hope now 
that will never fade away. You learn to stream in hope, life, and brightness into the future by those actions. So the best thing that ever happened to you, you got hit into that realm by the evil man because you applied it properly. As you listen to me, verse 19, my beloved child, you will grow in wisdom and your heart will be drawn into understanding. You will, and they will, which will empower you, excuse me, to make right decisions. The wisdom will help us make right decisions. Amen. Don't live in the access of drunkenness or gluttony. Or waste your life away by partying all the time or TikToking and staying on the dumb computer. Because drunkards and gluttonous and TikTokers sleep their lives away and end up broke. Give respect to your father and mother, for without them, you wouldn't even be here. You know, there's, and don't neglect them when they grow old. Serve them, whatever you can. I know it's hard. Just keep doing it. Keep doing it. And the Lord will bless you. Embrace the truth and hold it close. Don't let go of wisdom, instruction, and life-giving understanding. Guys, this is the truth. Hold it close. There's no other truth. The only truth we have is God. And the only instructions we have is His Word. And here it is, folks. You got to thank God for your enemies, for the for the. For the anger they cost you, thank God for the anger. That's the only way to dissipate it. Embrace the truth and hold it close. Don't let go of wisdom, instruction, and life-giving understanding. When a father observes his child living in godliness, he is ecstatic with joy. Nothing makes him prouder. So may your father's heart burst with joy and your mother's soul will be filled with gladness because of you. My son, give me your heart and embrace fully what I'm about to tell you. Stay away from prostitutes, and you'll stay away far from the pit of destruction. For sleeping with a promiscuous woman is like falling into a trap that you'll never be able to escape. Like a robber hiding in the shadows, she is waiting to claim another victim, another husband unfaithful to his wife. Who has anguish? Who has bitter sorrow? Who constantly complains and argues? Who stumbles and falls and hurts himself? Who is the one with bloodshot eyes? Is the one who drinks too much and is always looking for a brew? Make sure it's never you and don't be drunk with wine. And be, but be known as one who enjoys the companies of the seekers and lovers of God. For drunkenness brings the sting of a serpent, like the fangs of a viper spreading poison into your soul. For drunkenness brings the sting of a serpent, like the fangs of, the, of a viper spreading poison into your soul. It will make you hallucinate, mumble, and speak words that are perverse. You'll be calling on evil to come and be your, in your household. You'll be like a seasick sailor being tossed to and fro, dizzy and out of your mind. You'll awake only to say, what hit me? I feel like I've been run over by a truck. Yet off you go looking for another drink. 
The word of the Lord. Now, the recurring Bible has something to say about verses 4 and 5. It says, don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. Be wise enough to know when to quit. In the blink of an eye, wealth disappears, for it will sprout wings and fly away like an eagle. Okay, it says, perhaps the most common and unrecognized addiction in our culture today is greed or materialism. Many people worry themselves trying to get more and more money so they can buy more goods and do more things. The pleasure that money buys is only temporary. It doesn't satisfy the longing of our hearts. The wise learn the secret of delay, gratification, and resist the greedy impulses that bring quick and fleeting pleasures. Instead, they seek to have their needs met through healthy relationships with God and with others. In verses 10 and 11 that say, Don't cheat your neighbor by moving the ancient boundary markers, and don't take the land of the defenseless orphans, for their Redeemer is strong, for he himself will bring their charges against you. Unfortunately, those of us who were not adequately cared for as children often get taken advantage of as adults because we have been abandoned, neglected, or violated by people who were supposed to love and care for us. We have trouble discerning when it is safe to trust others. We often allow others to abuse our rights so we will be liked. We need help learning to set boundaries to protect us from people who might take advantage of our vulnerability. We need to look for godly people who will help us draw healthy boundaries in our lives. Amen. In verses 26 to 35, 26 to 35, that's a lot. Oh, my son, give me your heart. Make your eyes take the delight in following my ways. A prostitute is a dangerous trap. A promiscuous woman is as dangerous as falling into a narrow well. She hides and waits like a robber, eager to make more men unfaithful. Who has anguish? Who has sorrow? Who is always fighting? Who is always complaining? You know, those are the effects of getting together with a promiscuous woman. You start beating up yourself. Who has unnecessary bruises? Who has bloodshot eyes? It is the one who spends long hours in the taverns trying out new drinks. Don't gaze at the wine, seeing how red it is, how it sparkles in the cup, how smooth it goes down. For in the end, it bites like a poisonous snake. It stings like a viper. You will see hallucinations, and you will say crazy things. You will stagger like a sailor, tossed at sea, clinging to a swaying mast, and you will say, They hit me, but I didn't feel it. I don't even know when they beat me up. When I will awake up, when will I wake up so I can look for another drink? Note, 3,000 years haven't changed the fact that alcohol and sex are still two of the most alluring and destructive addictions. They promise pleasure and escape from our troubles, but in the end, they result in shame and embarrassment. The only real escape from our troubles, including alcohol, abuse, and sexual sin, is Jesus Christ. When we turn our life over to Him and turn from our sins, addictions, and dependencies, we are free to pursue a godly lifestyle. The temptations will still be there, but now we have God working with us to help us resist them. He will help us persevere of our path to recovery. Amen.
it was said to me, put on Jesus and you'll be able to whip the devil alcohol. And I, I said, well, what do I got to lose? I don't have anything to lose. All my options were taken away. And I hope you're in that position where your, all your options and your strategies have been taken away. You can't go to the right. You can't go to the left. You have to consider what I'm saying. So just say, Lord, come into my heart and take away my sins. I need a Savior. Get me some help today, Lord. <laughs> Make me a new person as you promised. I give myself over to you willingly. Establish your life in my life as it is called today. In your name we pray. Amen. I surrender, Lord. Come into my heart and make me new. I'm a misfit. I mess up and continue to mess up. So I thank you for your love and your covering that assures me that I will be okay as soon as I admit it. And let it go, Lord. I don't hang on to anything. I did it. I screwed it. I stole it. I connived it. I lied. I cheated. I backstaffed. I did it all. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse my heart and my mind. Allow me to enter your kingdom, God. I'm sorry for the things I've done, Lord. I'm petting them. And I ask you to cover my heart and change my heart and my mind and my life as it is today. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Talk to you later. Thank you. Let's finish off with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Stay.